Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As long as... As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. I will finish that one off. You are tuned in to the Think Hope podcast, and this is none other than your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and I am here once again to help facilitate your journey of hope and all of our journeys of hope because we are all on this journey of hope together, and one of the things that we can do, we can continue to encourage one another along the way because after all, That's what it's all about. We must be here for one another, and that is what we are calling that hope sphere that we talked about on last week and and how it's so important that we create the atmosphere of hope. And that's one of the things that we're doing with this Think Hope podcast, and and we've been doing ever since uh, we released and launched the successful national month of hope in April, and, uh, and not only that, even prior to that, uh, as we launched successfully the Hope Universe Day on Fridays or Hope Fridays or Hope Day, a day to share hope and a smile, we have been just consistently for the past several years now uh, just on this mission of hope. And uh, I tell you, it just gets better and better every day because we always find out more and more about the importance and the power of hope, the revelation of hope. And that's why I'm so excited about today's show. And I want you to uh, just tell your family, your friends, your neighbors, and and whomever to tune in, especially if you want to be a part of the live conversation uh, to just learn how to rest in hope uh, topic that we're going to talk about today. And if you happen to miss the live, the live broadcasting of it, to be sure and listen to the podcast, the Think Hope podcast of Learn How to Rest in Hope that can be heard on the Blog Talk Radio show as well as iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts and also uh, Alexa and the speakers.com forum platform. So many different places that you can hear it. And just download it and just play it because it really makes a difference whenever we can come together and around the topic of hope. And that's that's why it doesn't even matter. Distance doesn't matter because when we whenever we're able to uh, tune our minds in such a way, (laughs) fine tune our mindsets and and renew our minds, as it were, uh, and link up on the frequency of hope then I really believe that we could change the world. So today we're talking about an exciting topic. As you can tell, I'm just so excited about it. And I've been uh, praying and preparing all day um, to share the information uh, about how to rest in 
hope. We're going to explore what it means to rest in hope. And then I, and then I'll have the hope squad to come in as, as we normally do to share from their own uh, personal experiences and some thoughts that they may have concerning the topic. And we're going to reveal the importance and not only that, the great benefits of living and dwelling in hope. So we are so excited. And once you learn how to rest in hope, you will never be the same. And that's something that I can personally say that living and resting and dwelling in hope is, is, is just, you know, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to live any other way. Now that I know how, and I'm learning more and more each day, and, and also as, as I've linked up and I'm, I'm a part of this hope sphere with others who are doing the same thing, it just really makes life that much more enjoyable, purposeful, and just wonderful to, to experience no matter what is going on. Because quite frankly, life happens, as we say. Things happen uh, to the good and the bad, you know, things just happen in life. So it's not about, uh, you know, being happy or being hopeful or being joyful as long as everything is going well, but it's learning how to rest in hope no matter what is going on. And so that's the key, I really believe, to happiness. So um, we're going to talk about that today. But before we get into it, I would just want to play this clip about uh, from uh, chapel service where I just I first introduced this whole topic of how to rest in hope. Rest in hope. Look at someone and say rest in hope. Rest in hope. Now, now, now think about this. When, when people pass over on the other side, we always say rest in peace, right? And and we say, you know, we talk about the, the, the dead and we say may they rest in peace. And so that's a given, rest in peace. But that's for that that's for the body when it's dead. But but what about the body when it's alive? We're gonna learn today the importance of rest in hope and how to rest in hope. Because that's what God the Father desires for us to do, those of us who are in the land of the living. So look at someone like you really mean it and just tell them, rest in hope. Rest in hope. Amen. Amen. May you rest in hope. And, and, and you know what? And I believe that if we really adopt it and we take it into our spirit, then, then we can begin to say that as a, as a salutation or a blessing to people. Yes. Rest in hope. May, may you rest in hope. Instead of saying, may he, she rest in peace, because they're going on, we'll say, may you rest in hope, because you're still here. Yes. Come on and give God and That is exactly what we're talking about today, learning how to rest in hope while we're still here. And the thing that's so powerful about this concept of rest and hope, uh, I'm just going to just share one of the scriptures that that it, it actually says that in the in the Bible, in the Word of God, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, the second chapter and the 26th verse, it says, "Therefore, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope." And the reason why I wanted to read that particular scripture, because it points out 
that we're talking about our bodies. So, so now we're looking at this natural, you know, we, we, we know that a lot of times when we're talking about this concept of hope and, you know, faith, hope and love and, and how they are, they are those uh, spiritual concepts, those, those things that the Bible says will remain faith, hope and love. And, and, and oftentimes we, we look at it only from that spiritual standpoint, but today I'm going to, to, to look at this whole topic of rest and hope from not only the spiritual standpoint, but also the natural, as we say, the natural, the body, because, because we're in these physical bodies. We're, we're living on planet Earth, and, and I really believe this concept of rest and hope has to do with our bodies, because that's, that's what the Word of God says. My body also will rest in hope, and I believe it really makes sense because, I, 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 as you saw on the clip there, I made the contrast between what we say when someone passes, and we know that, you know, our loved ones, many of us, we have loved ones that have gone on to the other side where we believe that they're in heaven, uh, and, they're, and their body is buried, however, uh, six feet under, and, and, and somehow we've come up with this, this saying, uh, may they rest in peace, may she rest in peace, may he rest in peace. And, and you know, we, we get this, uh, this reverent kind of, uh, you know, uh, flow about ourselves, may he rest in peace. And, and so many times we think about, you know, their bodies who is now is, is no longer uh, active, no longer living. And, uh, and, so, and so it would make sense that when we're talking about how we should live, you know, and, and what we should do with our bodies as we live that is talking about the body, rest and hope, that we have to look at it from that natural standpoint because oftentimes, you know, especially, I, I, I must say this, over the years I've seen that, that many times uh, Christians, those of us who, who profess, you know, our, our salvation and we love the Lord and what have you, uh, oftentimes we don't take care of our natural bodies the way that we should. And many times we leave this earth early, prematurely, we leave here. And, and I believe that, that as we begin to grasp this whole concept of rest in hope, that it's going to make a big difference on our quality of life and, and, and how we live and how long we live. And, and all of that is such a powerful, powerful, revolutionary uh, concept that we're talking about, how to rest in hope and, and how my body shall rest in hope. And um, so one of the things I wanted to do before I begin to share uh, some steps, of course, I have my steps that I'm going to share about how we can actually obtain that and, and how to, to, to learn how to rest in hope. I want to, I want to talk about something that is really, I believe it's a, it's a concept that's a, that's a silent killer. It's a, it's a concept that we really don't know much about and we don't hear much about, especially uh, from the, uh, you know, from the pulpit. And, and so many times it's, it's that lack of knowledge uh, that, that we don't know and what we don't know can hurt us. And what I'm talking about is uh, the whole concept of adrenaline, adrenaline. And so many times when we're talking about adrenaline, 
We're talking about hormones and neurotransmitters that we're just not even aware of. We just go through our lives and, and we live our lives. And, you know, when we're talking about Think Hope, that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast, because when we talk about Think Hope, we, we, we go ahead and we, we, we delve into, uh, and, and, into the, the mind and, and, and the emotions and, and all the different aspects of, of what, what makes us who we are. Because if we're talking about changing our thinking, then we have to begin to look at it holistically from the standpoint of, of the natural, as I say, as well as the spiritual. Now, if you want to get the, uh, the, the message from Sunday where I shared, uh, and, and I mainly came from the, the scriptures and the word of God, and, and from that spiritual perspective, then just give contact us. Go to uh, think-hope.com and contact us there from that website. Or you can also contact us from uh, RosalindYTompkins.com website. And, uh, and, and I'll be sure to, to get the MP3 or the CD out to you. And you can hear the sermon uh, from the message that, that I preach at chapel about how to rest in hope because this today, this show is, is, is taking it from a, we're coming from a different, uh, a little different standpoint and we're looking at adrenaline and adrenaline and noradrenaline are two separate but related hormones and neurotransmitters and they are produced into sense in the center of the medulla of the adrenal glands and in some neurons of the central nervous system system. They are released into the bloodstream and serve as chemical mediators and also convey the nerve impulses to various organs. Adrenaline has many different actions depending on the types of cells it's acting upon. However, and this is what I want you to hear, however, the overall effect of adrenaline is to prepare the body for the fight or flight response in times of stress for vigorous and or sudden action. Key actions of the adrenaline include increasing the heart rate, increasing blood pressure, expanding the air passages of the lungs, enlarging the pupil in the eye, and redistributing blood to the muscles and alter, altering, altering the body's metabolism so as to maximize blood glucose levels primarily from the brain. And then it goes on to say a closely related hormone, noradrenaline, is released mainly from the nerve endings of the sympathetic nervous system as well as in relatively small amounts from the adrenal, adrenal medulla. And it goes on to say there's a continuous low level of activity of the sympathetic nerve, nervous system resulting in release of noradrenaline into the circulation. But adrenaline release is only increased at times of acute stress. And I want you to hear that. We're talking about a chemical in your body that God has, has fearfully and wonderfully made us. But there is a chemical, and, and we are primarily, our body is regulated through hormones. So a lot of times we, and especially as women, it's important. 
that we begin to understand that that relationship between our hormones and and our and our thoughts and our moods and, you know and our actions and and all of that but but uh we're looking at this this hormone adrenaline and and the and the important thing is here is that it is released in times of stress it is it is it's only increased at times of acute stress. So that means extreme stress. And so, and why is that important? Well, think about what I just read, it, it, how it functions. What it causes during those times of extreme stress is the fight or flight response. So that's that, you know, whenever we're talking about that primitive part of our, of our brain where, where, uh, we, where we're, we're afraid or we're in, you know, we're in a rush, it's, it's, it's like a, a time of stress, then it's, it's fight or flight. And, and, then, and then why is that important? Because whenever this adrenaline is released, it increases the heart rate, blood pressure, air passages of the lungs, uh, I, uh, the pupils are enlarged. Redistributing blood to the muscles and altering the body's metabolism, and and all of these things. So, it, in other words, it has a great effect on the body whenever adrenaline is released. I mean, it's it's like look at it like turning on a water hose, uh, you know, as opposed to a water faucet. You turn on the water faucet low, and it just drips through. Okay, then it just kind of drips through, and it makes its way on down and out and around. But turn it on full blast and, and, and even get one of those uh, faucets that you can put on top of the, the regular faucets where you squeeze it, where it comes out, and it, it comes out real fast and hard and strong. That's what the drilling does. And, and it's something that, that God has, has given to us and we need, okay? But however, I want to keep reading a little bit more so we can understand how this relates to how we are to rest in hope and why we need to learn how to rest in hope. Okay, it goes on to say adrenaline. Adrenaline is released mainly through the activation of nerves connected to the adrenal glands, which trigger the secretion of adrenaline and thus increase the levels of adrenaline in the blood. Now listen to this. This process happens relatively quickly, within two to three minutes. That's not a long time of the stressful event being encountered. When the stressful situation ends, the nerve impulses to the adrenal glands are lowered, meaning that the adrenal glands stop producing the adrenaline. So that's not a long time, two to three minutes. And then it goes on to say stress also stimulates the release of of some other hormones uh, from the pituitary gland, which promotes the production of the steroid hormone cortisol. And you've probably heard about that. On commercials, they talk about cortisol, and they, they call it the stress hormone because it's released during the times of stress. And it says from the cortex of the adrenal glands, and so it's all connected there together. And it says this steroid, this steroid hormone is, is more important in altering the body's metabolism, okay, raising plasma glucose under conditions of longer term or ongoing and it puts in the parentheses, chronic rather than acute stress. So now we're talking about over long periods of time. So the adrenaline, it just usually those short, you know, short period of time whenever something happens. But whenever you live in that place where it's a long period of this stress, 
And it's a long period of time when, when, when all these hormones are being released, then it's, it, it produces that uh, cortisol or that stress hormone that we, that we call. So now let's come to the conclusion of, of, of this, why this is important to know before we talk about how to rest in hope. What happens is ask the questions. The question, what happens if you have too much adrenaline? Okay. What happens if you have too much adrenaline? Overproduction of adrenaline is very common. Most people are exposed to stressful situations on occasion. And so most of us are familiar with the typical symptoms of adrenaline release, such as rapid heartbeat, high blood pressure, anxiety, weight loss, excessive sweating, palpitations, okay? However, this is a normal response of the body, which is intended to help us respond to a stressful situation. And then once the acute stress is over, the symptoms quickly disappear as adrenaline hyposecretion stops. And it goes on to say some people with obesity and untreated obstructive sleep apnea may be exposed to high levels of noradrenaline or adrenaline each night as they struggle to breathe. This might play a role in the development of high blood pressure in such people. So what would I say to sum this up? Stress kills. Stress can literally kill you, and that's what we're talking about. Whenever we allow ourselves to live a life that is not resting in hope, where our bodies are not resting in hope, then the opposite of that is living in that high-stress adrenaline cortisol and and all of those 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 chemicals and hormones that God has given us to to regulate certain things in our bodies where they go on overdrive and then now all of a sudden our body they begin to 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 you know to get disease and you think about it disease disease so you out of ease so you disease diseases high blood pressure heart attacks You know, all of these things that come along with stress, and that's why it is so important for us to learn how to rest in hope. So that's when I come back from this break. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to go over uh, seven steps of how we can begin to break this pattern, and we can begin to learn how to rest in hope. So we're going to take a break and hear one of our surveys that we've been doing out there in the community where we're asking people just to share in their own words what is hope and times that they feel hopeful, what zaps them of their hope, and, you know, what do they experience when they experience hope. Now, I want you to really listen because oftentimes what you'll see and what I've been seeing as I've been going through these surveys is that the pattern is this, the times when people experience hope they don't experience this stress. They don't, they don't have this adrenaline going. The times that they experience hope, some people say peace. Some people have said joy, you know, just, just good, pleasurable feelings that is the opposite of living a life that is so stressful and that we're constantly releasing those hormones and, and we have all those hormones that cause us to, 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 to uh, our bodies to break down. 
that, that, that hope is the answer. So, so let's hear this survey, and then we'll come back, and we'll begin to talk about uh, how to rest in hope, my seven steps. And then also we'll hear from the uh, – I see the Hope Squad is in queue. It's so good to see your, your, your hands raised there. and We'll bring you in on the conversation a little bit later on. And we believe that we can change the world through the power of hope. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to record the answers to our Mothers in Crisis Hope I Survey. Of okay. So number one, uh, what is hope in your own words? Hope is this feeling that you get inside when something motivates you, it gets you going. It's like a light in the darkness that you feel mm-hmm. when times are the toughest. Yes, yes, yes. And what brings you hope or makes, makes you feel hopeful? With the way that everything is going in the world right now, seeing the innocence and purity of children and how they can see the best in any sort of situation, that gives me hope, makes, you know, makes me feel like there's hope for humanity. Yes, yes. the future, our the children. Future. Yes. Okay, and what are some things that zap your hope or make you feel hopeless? Bigotry and racism. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and think about the last time that you felt hope. How was it or... Um, what do you experience when you are hopeful? When I feel hope, when I'm hopeful, I feel this wave of relief, like this lightness go through my body, and like you get that adrenaline rush, and you want to go. Yeah, you want to go get it. No yeah, way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, for uh, sharing your your thoughts about hope with us, and we have a few gifts that. Okay. Now. This is interesting that this this particular uh, uh, one, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to play uh, this Hope survey, because when she said that about the adrenaline rush of how she feels, um, now it's okay, and that's a good thing. But remember, you know, we have that, and we've been created that way. We're fearfully and wonderfully made that way that, um, that, that that's, a, that's an exciting thing when expectation comes, Okay. But it's only last. It's only to last a couple of minutes, and then we are to uh, to get back into that place where we're resting in hope. So it, it, you know, that expectation can drive that adrenaline up, and it gets you excited, and and that's a that's a different place. But think about it: rest in hope. So you have to learn how to rest in that place of expectancy without you know, just uh, causing any type of harm to your body. Isn't that something that that's what we are called to do, that we can rest in that place of of expectancy, that place of hope. So now let's talk about uh, some of the steps of how we can do that. The first thing I, I wanted to just point out is when we talk about rest, what it means to rest is simply to relax to be free from worry and, and free from work where you're not striving and working. It, it, it also means to trust, to, to be secure. And so those type of things, when we're talking about relaxing, refreshing, um, trusting, free from worry, free from work, rest, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about rest. And so when we're talking about hope, we're talking about the waiting and, and, and the goodness where we're expecting. So it's, it's that pregnant expectation, and we're expecting something good will occur, and we're waiting for that. So that, that's like we're waiting 
and and we just know that everything is going to be all right. So so when we understand in that concept of what it means to rest in hope, my body shall rest in hope. Number one, the the first thing, the first step that we must learn, and that is to cease from worry. Because we cannot rest in hope when we're anxious about anything. And, you know, um, so many times whenever we want something to occur, we have hope. We have hope for this to happen, this thing to change, for for this great thing to, to come to pass in our lives. Uh, sometimes we'll get anxious. But, see, in order to rest in hope, we, we can't allow that anxiety to be there. We have to cease from worry and then allow ourselves to just trust. And that's one of the ways we can cease from worry is that trusting in God and trusting that everything is going to be all right. Now, in addition to uh, ceasing from worry, I also want to add here on number one is, uh, and I can't stress this enough, is the importance of proper nutrition and exercise because those things, and remember we're talking about the body, rest in, you know, my body shall rest in hope. So we have to take care of our bodies. So as we're ceasing from worry, one of the ways we can do that is making sure we're putting the proper nutrition in our bodies. We're eating those fruits and vegetables and lean meats and nuts and fibers and healthy fats and all of that. And then we're taking the time to exercise. And it doesn't always mean go to the gym, but you could go walking. Walking is a great form of exercise. And it does everything that that needs to happen uh, for your body as it elevates your heart rate, and it, and it just brings your body actually in a resting position. So that's number one. Number two, okay, you must learn to breathe to calm yourself down. And that's so important. The breathing techniques where you breathe in through your nose and out your mouth and just realizing as you're breathing that you're actually lowering that adrenaline level. It is bringing those hormones down, you know, and, and just taking the time to breathe properly. So many times we have certain diseases, we don't even realize that they are all because we are breathing in the wrong way. So learning how to breathe, where when you breathe in your nose, then, you know, a lot of times when, when you breathe in, that's when your stomach actually goes out. And then when you breathe out your diaphragm, then your stomach goes in. And that's where a lot of times we get it, we, you know, we get it mixed up. We think when we breathe out, the stomach goes out, we breathe in, the stomach goes in. But it's opposite. Because if you look at how babies breathe, that's exactly what happens. When they take a breath in, their stomach goes out. And when they breathe out, their stomach goes down. And just learning how to breathe properly. And that's why, you know, today there's the craze with the yoga and all of that. You know, it is a good thing. Just you don't have to mix, you know, religions and, and all of that into it. But the thing about it is it's good to know how to breathe correctly and how to stretch your, your, your body, stretch your muscles and, and clear your mind, which brings me to number three, and that is to meditate and to pray. 
and to meditate is just simply to to calm your mind. Don't have so much so much going on all the time, so many distractions, so much noise. I was listening to a report talking about the importance and the value of attention and how everything is out there that's designed to just take our attention and grab our attention and we're so distracted in our and we're getting too much outside stimuli that comes in. So sometimes we just have to turn off the phone, turn off the TV, even turn off the light and just sit still and breathe, meditate, think about scripture or some good thoughts and just, you know, just really pray, learn how to tap into that place in, the, in your prayer closet. And, and that will, that, that is a way to rest. Now, number four is expect good things to happen and not bad things. And now this is important to say for me to actually say that expect good things to happen and not bad things. Because so many times, you know, I hear people and I've been at that place before in my life where it just seems like, well, I don't even want to try. I don't even want to hope because every time I get, I don't want to get my hopes up. And so, I, you know, I just don't expect anything or I, or I know it's always going to happen. Oh, that always happens to me in, an, in that negative way. That's negative energy. So, so once you are living your life where you are, you are, you're ceasing from worry, you're taking care of your body by proper nutrition and exercise, you're learning to breathe and, and to calm yourself, you know, to bring down those adrenaline levels, you're meditating, you're praying. Then from that place, from that calm place, expect good things. Expect good things. That's where the hope comes in and not bad things. So that's where we talk about think hope, where you look for the good in the midst of everything and not the bad. And then number five, and this is so important, take it easy. Slow down. So many times we're too impatient. We're in a hurry. And that is not good for the body. When we're rushing here, rushing there, rushing, rushing everywhere, we're rushing and late everywhere because we start out too late or, you know, whatever the reason. And just living, that's a high adrenaline place because, it's, because you know, our body is fight or flight because we're so busy, okay, because we're late or we have to do this and we got to do that. And we're rushing, 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 rushing. And slow down. That's one of the reasons why I love when we travel to different countries and different cultures and we just see how there's another pace, there's another rhythm, and that's something that's internal. We have to get that internal rhythm where we are, you know, we're not necessarily slow as slugs, but <laughs> but we have we have a we have a rhythm that is not high maximum a thousand miles per hour. But our own rhythm that, that takes into account of all these things of how to rest in hope. And then number six, focus. And, and women, I want to especially talk to you. Don't believe the lie of multitasking. There's that, that, listen, that is not a badge of honor. Because especially the older that you get, older that, that, that we all get, okay, what they're finding out is that your brain needs to focus on one thing at a time. And that will help to slow down those Alzheimer's and dementia uh, related illnesses that comes on when you, when you have so you're trying to do so many things all at once 
and you're not focused on anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, sometimes you'll just stop and you don't even remember what you were doing or why, or, you know, you're in the middle of the kitchen and wonder, how did I get there? Because you, so many things that's been just going on in your mind. And, and so that's one of the things that we need to begin to practice, especially as we, as we age, and that's to practice just slowing down, as we said before, but then focusing on, you know, one thing at a time. Get it done. Put all your energies and everything on that person, that conversation that you're having, on that task that you're doing, on the thing that, you know, one at a time, and you'll begin to see that your memory will actually increase. That's amazing. And then number seven is get proper sleep, take many vacations, spa days, and vacations. You know, some people say, I don't like the spa. You don't like to relax? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and just whoosh, just resting, relaxing, and concentrating. Taking a mini vacation. I, I was so happy I got a chance to go on my uh, mini sabbatical the other week and just spend that time and just press in and rest when I wanted to rest and just, you know, not have all the things that, that I normally just continually to do. And just constantly take time out to have that, to, to, to have those vacations, mini vacations, spa days, times of rest and reflection that you build in to your schedule, your life schedule. You build that in and you spend those times, the time that you have on this earth doing those things that's going to bring rest. So those are my seven points to rest and hope. We have a few more minutes here, so I'll bring in some of the uh, Hope Squad members and uh, they can just share briefly some of the thoughts that they had. Um, I saw Nettie has been on here for a while. I'm going to go ahead and and bring you in, Nettie. Hello, how are you? Wow, I am doing good. Um, I hope all of just got the Rosalind Tom because I tell you, I am just so resting in hope. I mean, the points that you shared. I mean, I felt like you were, you know, talking to me. I could just relate so much, and and I do. I just want to. I'm full, but I just want to thank you for um, uh, loving uh, life and losing weight. I, I want to thank you for those points on tonight because, I mean, I, I can really relate that, that, that fright, flight and just mm -hmm. the adrenaline and just the, I mean, just so much erroneous thinking that mm -hmm. I had. Mm -hmm. And I can see how it has contributed to some things, but but then even as you were talking tonight, and and, and I do trust resting in hope. I do trust uh, loving life and and losing weight as I'm on this journey. Now I even look at it differently. I'm I'm glad to get on the scale and see other measurements mm -hmm. that I'm doing better in my mm -hmm. eating and in my weight and, and, and as I'm, you know, walking and exercising, parking further. And so I just want to thank you. This has been, I've been looking forward to tonight and, and I really was blessed. It was, mm -hmm. it was, I, I'm resting in that hope. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Wow. I could tell. I could just um, just hear the excitement in, in, in her voice. And, and, she, and Nettie was talking about our – we have a uh, coaching class called Losing Weight and Loving Life. That's what she was referring to, where we do talk about all this. It's a, it's a support group. That, that, that we bring this to life and we come together to, to encourage one another because Nettie has had several uh, health issues um, based, but because of this, not being able to rest in hope. So I'm so happy to see that she was able to uh, receive this. And, uh, and I just encourage you, Nettie, that just continue to go back and listen to it over and over and get those points, write them down and, and apply them as much as you can uh, in your in your life, your daily life of resting in hope. Okay, so let's see. I'm going to bring you in uh, quickly, uh, Juanita. Yes, hello, Dr. Tompkins. Hello. So how are you resting in hope? What did you get out of tonight? Oh, it was so awesome. I find myself in a lot of these points. <laughs> um, <laughs> how we must um, get the proper rest. Also, mm-hmm. to meditate and for me myself not to get overwhelmed due to distractions and noise that can be all around you, and I have to steal away mhm 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 time to time, so get that peace, yes, yes, well, thank you so much for sharing, and uh, I want to just encourage you to continue just to rest in hope. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right, and so I do. We do have time. I see Millie's hand there. Hello, Millie. How are you? Good evening, Dr. Tompkins. How are you resting in hope? Well, I'll tell you what. This is so on time, and I appreciate the points that you gave. (laughs) Um, You know, something happened to me of an era in my uh, doing that delayed my pay. And mm-hmm. so resting in this hope and doing these points is unstressing and not letting my body uh, mm-hmm. go in a way where I could be stressed out and depressed. And so this has helped you actually in a situation, a real-life situation. Absolutely. And when you were describing the adrenaline of what mm-hmm. happens of fight or flight, I said, oh, so that's what happened when I dove through a window at 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now you see. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I certainly appreciate that. Thank right. you, Dr. Tompkins. Okay. Okay. Well, we are nearing the end, but I'm going to uh, bring in very briefly, I see Kwame. Uh, my husband is there. Hello, Kwame. Hi there. Good evening. Well, yes, we'll let you get a few last words in before we end the broadcast oh, yes. today. Yes. How am I resting in hope? Uh, n- not rushing. Um, go with the Lord. Let him lead you and operate mm-hmm. in that place of excellence. And you wouldn't be late. You wouldn't have to rush. You wouldn't have to do any of those things. And a lot of what you were saying, the point, the world uh-huh. has taught us the counter, the opposite. So mm-hmm. thanks for setting it straight. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Like you said, we're not rushing. We're resting in hope. (laughs) Amen. 
All right. Well, I tell you, this is revolutionary. And just as we have coined the phrase, as long as there's breath in your body, there's hope. And we have been releasing out in the atmosphere ways to actually think hope and make hope connections. This is another tool in our repertoire of hope that we're going to brand this rest in hope. And we're going to continue to talk about how not only we think hope and make hope connections, but how do we actually rest in hope? Because this is not the ending. We, we may have come to the end of the show, but this is just the beginning of this whole concept of resting in hope. So if you'd like to get more information, go to think-hope.com or rosalindwhitetompkins.com. I'd love to talk with you and have a coaching session with you personally. Love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Think Hope Podcast. And please come back again on next week. We're going to begin to interview some awesome citizens of hope. And I cannot wait. So until then, may God bless you richly. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.